Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. the 418th episode of the Stone Cold Silver Podcast. Sorry we had to skip last week, um, but in light of that, Reza, what's been going on uh, in your neck of the woods? Well, uh, as you know, Lane and I had a uh, trip scheduled for this coming week. We were going to be going up to Seattle, just the two of us, and Gordon was going to be staying with his grandma. Um, and we were going to just go from Wednesday super early in the morning, and we would arrive back home. We would do a red eye on Friday night and arrive by Saturday morning. And um, while that is like technically still in play, it's not looking great because on Friday, Gordon tested positive for COVID again. Oh, no. So um, he's been doing great. Um, people keep asking, like, oh, how's he doing everything? He's. As always, as has always been the case with him when he gets sick, he's basically his normal self plus like super minor cold symptoms. So he's basically just had a sneeze and maybe like slightly runny nose, but not too bad. Um, Not like coughing. It's really just the sneezing. And um, the only reason we even tested him is because we got a notification from the daycare that said that there was a positive case in his classroom. Um, on like say Tuesday and then we got another notification on Wednesday or Thursday that said there was another positive case and then on Friday like Lena noticed that he was sneezing on Thursday so she gave him a test Friday morning before we left for school and like within two minutes it was positive and um, oh, wow. so we we obviously kept him home from school but that was Friday that was his first day of testing positive and last time which was Thanksgiving he was probably positive for about five days straight maybe a little bit more i can't remember for sure but i think it was roughly five-ish days for me it took like 10 days like it 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 was it was a while i was sitting there wondering like am i ever going to test negative for this thing because i just had a cough that wouldn't go away for like i don't know four weeks and um but the uh i finally tested negative after probably let's just say close to two weeks wow but yeah the, the concern is it's difficult for him to quarantine. Like it's impossible for him to quarantine. Like right, he's he's still a kid. He doesn't understand. Like he's a baby, bit more or less. He doesn't understand, um, and so he's very much still around us all the time. And we're trying to get him to stay away from his grandma, but sure. they still still get t- some some time together. So yeah, there's there are a few concerning aspects of it. Um, like one one of which is he continues to test positive um, beyond when we were supposed to leave. And the original intention of us le- uh, doing this like during the week was to have daycare support so that basically grandma could just drop him off, have the day to herself and pick him up and have, you know, just uh, have him for a couple of hours before bedtime again. So it's just like, you know, less stressful for her. Um, but now that is in jeopardy, you know, first of all, his ability to go back to daycare. But now the other issue is that all of us or at risk for testing positive. Um, right, sure. You know, soon. And it's not really just a matter of testing positive, but the matter it's also the matter of us being symptomatic. Like, I don't, there's, 
there's no real like travel restrictions requirements or anything like that. Like technically you could still get on a plane. It's just kind of irresponsible to do so. Um, sure. But like, especially like if you're, if you're feeling like shit, like the last thing we're going to want to do is, is travel anywhere. Uh, the last thing I really want is to like travel somewhere and then start feeling like shit the day after I arrive. Totally fair. And then, and then feel, and then like, you know, potentially being stuck for a period of time while I have to wait to recover. Um, you know, from what should have been like a, you know, basically three day, 72 hour trip, um, yeah. you know, being however long, but then on top of that too, the concern of us leaving and then Lena's mom testing positive and, and feeling symptoms when we're gone, oh, because God. for her, she's, she's had COVID at least one confirmed time in the past and it wasn't good. So, um, yeah, ideally, ideally, um, we'll all come through this, um, unscathed but i am very uh i guess anxious about how things are looking so yeah that's uh that's been our situation um and then i guess i can't remember if i mentioned on the podcast or not like what like we were going to seattle to begin with or even why um when in 2015 I did an internship out there and I really enjoyed it. I have an uncle who lives there with his wife and uh, two of his daughters still live out there. And um, Lena never got to visit me during that trip. You actually did. And that was like the early days of this podcast. And it was a great time. Um, Great time. I had a a great time. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it there. Like I loved it there. Um, Most of the, like, I I think I've talked about this before, but when we were there or when I was there, it rained like two weekends, like two days, basically the entire time I was there. It rained once the week before you came and it rained again, the literal last day that I was there. So it, it, and like, there were a couple of times where it looked like it might rain, but it just didn't. The weather was never too hot. It was just like, I don't know. it It was really perfect for, and for like a really, like I was there for three months. It was, it was damn near perfect, like temperatures the entire time. And I really enjoyed it out there. Like just being able to walk around, explore the city. Um, I didn't have a car or anything. So I was really just kind of on my own, but you get bored. You just kind of venture out and walk around and explore on your own. And it was, it would have been nice to, to show her where I was finally after all these years. Um, and that was actually when I first started um, planning to get her to, to propose. Like I, I started checking out rings by myself when I was out there. And um, I ordered the ring from a, a brother's, for my brother's friend. Um, I think when I was still there, I think I like made, I built it or designed it while I was there. And um, we had the ring shipped to my, pl- to my parents' place after I got back. And then I proposed to her in England. But anyway, yeah. Um, it just would have been a nice play. It would have been a nice like getaway, escape. Yeah. Like it's been. A, it, it just feels like we've we've. Um, it would just be nice to get out, just the two of us, and and have some time together. And like the last time we did that was your wedding, and like your wedding, we really enjoyed it. <laughs> like it, obviously, like we 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 really enjoyed your wedding, but we also really enjoyed just the the us time. Like oh know, the, sure the, the pretend the almost like the pretend you're no longer parents time that we were able to get. Yeah, and so you're two, that, you're two adults. Yeah, and uh, that was uh, seven months ago. So, <laughs> or what? Six six months ago? Six months ago, I think. Um, uh, yeah, it would it would be nice to to um, to do that again. So, I don't know. Got my fingers crossed, but the timing is really really wonky with this. Um, you know, like there's a bit of a window with you could test positive after you leave. Um, 
you you know Gordon might still be still he he may still be testing positive before we leave, but we still might be negative and not feeling any symptoms. Like it's I don't know the whole thing's a little bit wonky and it's just really it's reminiscent of last thing uh, this past Thanksgiving when we had to cancel those plans, um, which was like really yeah. a, a massive bummer for me. So I'm hopeful. I'm, I'm hopeful. We'll see. Hey, we're rooting for you. You know, we're rooting for you to to try and get through this as unscathed as possible. Yeah. Yeah, I had a COVID scare up in Boston uh, two trips ago. Um, there was like an offsite. There's a couple of different teams having offsites or onsites, depending on how you view it. And there was one big group dinner. And I sat across from a colleague who later told me like the next morning or maybe two days later, probably two days later, because he came back to New York early. And he's like, um, just wanted to let you know that I tested positive for COVID. And, like, I remember, dude, just, like, the anxiety of, like, first of all, completely forgetting that COVID is so real. Uh, and it's all around us at all times. Two, yeah. I think the anxiety of, like, feeling as if, oh, my gosh, I have COVID, like, exhausted me mentally to the point where I, like, left the office early. Uh, the head to the hotel said, listen, if I have COVID, there's no reason to be, like, if I have a COVID exposure, there's no reason for me to, like, be close proximity to people if I don't have to. Yeah. And then, what's it called? Uh, and then I just, like, passed out in the hotel. I was, like, so exhausted and overcome with just anxiety of, like, oh, I don't want to have to deal with this again. And, like, you know, pausing marathon training, doing this and doing that. It was, just, like, uh, not ideal. Yeah. It's such a it's such a pain in the ass. For sure, it absolutely like, is. Yeah, like it, it's. I don't know. I don't know if it's easy to forget. Maybe maybe somewhat. Like how intrusive it is. Like I've really, I really have kind of largely moved past past it. Like as a sure. as a significant concern. But then, like yeah, like finding myself in this specific position, it's like, oh wait, all those like fears and concerns and the, the mindset that came with it, it's like, wait, what are you supposed to be doing now? Um, because the way I'm thinking, it's like, oh, okay, everybody quarantine, like lock the whole thing down, right? Like, and that's right. not necessarily what is happening with it. Like, I would generally say it would be unwise to f- travel while you have the flu, not like. Uh, not a nice thing to do to put other people uh, at risk, but there's also no, uh, there's nothing like stopping people from doing that. And we're quickly finding ourselves in the same state with, uh, with COVID. Like you get it. People are getting it uh, somehow. And, and yeah, there's a new variant. Yeah. Not only is there a new variant though, it's like to your point of, you can travel if you have it. It's not the nice thing to do. You'll have to live with yourself, but you can do it and people do it. Yeah. Uh, that's obviously for everyone else to decide, for everyone to decide on their own. But, you know, then you get back to the whole like, oh man, if I had exposure, do you tell people? Do you not tell people? I was supposed to meet up with a friend for dinner. Um, really excited. You know, she lives in Boston with her husband. Uh, she, her wedding was the, one of the weddings that I think I talked about on the podcast where I had two different weddings in one weekend and the, uh, you know, just trying to go to both and I hadn't met up with her since. And I just felt like it would have been really nice to just have some time to catch up, you know, uh, that yeah. being said, 
once you get that exposure, you're like, all right, nobody wants to get COVID. And I don't feel like you would appreciate it if like somebody had it and didn't say anything. And then you, you end up getting it and you're like, oh, um, hey man, I I hate to say this, but I got COVID. Uh, I just wanted to let you know. And then they're like, oh yeah, I had it. I am the person that gave it to you. Like what, what, what's going on? (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like. This doesn't feel uh, considerate, I'd say. So I, I totally hear you. I'm like, you can, and there's a part of you that's like, there's always be like, man, we haven't done anything in a while. Let's get away. Screw it. It'll be fine. So it's just that that balance is just real, real rough. Yep. Um, yeah. So hopefully, hopefully we hear that uh, he uh, he kicks COVID. You guys never get it, and then you'll uh, you'll be able to say that you know you, you went to. Uh, you went to Seattle. Yeah, I hope so, man. I really do. Fingers crossed. Um, yeah. So, yeah. What else is going on with you? Well, uh, I just got back from Boston. Uh, and Carolyn came with me. It was fun to have her there as well. Um, I was there because the first trip that I went to for Boston, we didn't cover everything at work that we wanted to cover. Uh, and... So I went back, and my friends who used to live in Brookline in Boston just bought a place in Natick, which is like a really nice town, 20 minutes from downtown Boston. And so when we drove up on Sunday, we uh, we stopped by their house. Uh, his parents were there, so we were able to catch up with them. It was a lot of fun to see them like grab dinner and just like sort of relax into it. The drive up was kind of tough. Uh, you can either take the interstate from New York to Boston, or you can drive through Connecticut and take the parkway. Obviously, an interstate is bigger in terms of more lanes, but right. Google Maps told me to take the, the parkway, known as the, I think, the Merritt Parkway to go up, and yeah. it's just two lanes each way, and it was awful. There was just so much really? traffic. Uh, I don't know hmm. why there was that much traffic, but it was not fun, and so... Uh, we, you know, we did that. We, we checked into the hotel. My company is very, uh, helpful in that they are very comfortable with me having Carolyn come and bringing Oliver so that, you know, the pet fee and all that stuff is all sort of, uh, covered by the, by the company. And, you know, uh, I, I decided to try and book a couple of things for us to do normally, if I'm just there, I'm not really doing much. If I can, like, meet up with a friend, you know, that's probably, like, the one social thing I'll do. But normally, when I go up to Boston, I'm just working. And then at the end, if there's, like, drinks or something, I'll go out for, uh, to do that with, with colleagues. But otherwise, you know, I'll work and then I'll order takeout or or, uh, or for, for pickup on my way back to the hotel. And then I'm just, like, working more in the hotel or just watching some stuff and then just, like, calling it a really early night, like it is not uncommon for me to like go to bed before 10 PM uh, yeah. when I'm in Boston. Just so there's nothing to do. You know what I mean? And I'd rather right. wake up really early. Like I wake up at around five to get a, a, a run in. And then I hit up the continental breakfast, which is at this point, it's just, I pick up some cold brew from their tap and then two of like their Chobani yogurts. And that's okay. really it. I tried, I tried hitting up their, like, you know, their powdered eggs and their bacon and their sausage and potatoes, and it's just awful. 
it's not their fault, but it's just like there's only so much you can do with that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, the, the, right. It's already really nice that they offer like a six a.m. to nine thirty a.m. like free breakfast, and mm-hmm. because it's situated right in Fenway, there's usually someone traveling there uh, for the Red Sox, uh, or there's a corporate event. You see a lot of people coming in. It's like it's it's really centrally located for for where it is. Yeah. Um, but I'm just a little tired of eating that because I've tried it before. Um, but to, to to sort of come back. The things, the two main things that I booked for us to do were, were uh, I think I told you about this once, Putt Shack, P-U-T-T-S-H-A-C-K. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I went back with her, with Carolyn. Oh, really? You we went played, back? Yeah, we played all three holes. Um, I think it was like $18 per adult per course, and there's four or three courses maybe. Um, and she beat me. It was fun. Uh, <laughs> but... I mean, I, I think you looked it up like something that's like, is there, there may be one relatively close to you, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at it again right now because I honestly yeah. forgot the name. I, I forgot about it. And so... You, should, um, you two, if you guys are looking for a date night thing, I mm-hmm. strongly recommend you do that. Yeah, uh, they also have minutes. a... Yeah, okay. You said it's 45 minutes? Yeah, exactly. Four to five minutes from here. Yeah. Um, totally worth it. I will say also they have like, you can also order food there, but for you and Lena, they also have a mocktail menu. That's really good. And then you just like walk around with your drink and like at the beginning of every, uh, hole on the course, you just put your drink down. There's like a dedicated like stand to put your drinks down. So, uh, if I were you though, I would try to play at least two holes uh, if not all three, only because like if you play one hole, it's like twenty minutes, and then you're done. You're like, oh, you're like just as you're like starting to get into it, you're sort yeah. of over. Yeah. Um. So so definitely a strong recommend on that. We did that one night, and that was fun. Uh, one on Monday night, I was gonna get us uh food, uh based on my per diem, but then I accidentally ordered it to the wrong neighborhood, so we just walked like a mile to Oof. the other spot, and I was like, oh, this is. I mean. It wasn't ideal. Uh, I think we were trying to just like relax in the hotel and just eat and, and, and you know, whatever. But right. being 20 minutes away was not the worst thing. Um, it could have been a lot worse, obviously. And yeah. then the other thing, it was just um, on Wednesday night, uh, I took Carolyn to a Red Sox-Kansas City Royals game at Fenway. Oh, nice. Yeah, uh, there was uh, – my company has corporate seats – uh, in the lower level, and you just enter the raffle, and you tell them what days you're available and what days you want to essentially do it. And basically, I was going to do putt check on the other days that we didn't have the Yankee game, and so it was Wednesday, and Wednesday was really great because it was like really beautiful weather, like high seventies, not that humid. Uh, you know, nice sunsets. You're just sitting out there. You know, we got a couple of hot dogs. I think we got like we each got two hot dogs throughout the course of the game. Um, she got a she got a drink, and you know, it was just real nice to sit back and like, you know, watch watch baseball in Fenway. Frankly, it was a decent game too. Uh, close yeah. enough. I think the Red Sox won maybe four three or five four. So it was like you know, uh, it wasn't like a blowout. It wasn't too boring and. Again, the greatest thing is that once you leave the the stadium, the ballpark, it's like a four or five minute walk to the inside of your hotel room. Like it's down the block. Wow. It's like four wow. buildings down. It's like the it's like honestly the best 
sporting event experience. Yeah. I mean, you've been to Sixer games. You've been to things of just like, yeah, no, the, going to the game is fun. When you're in the game, it's fun. Yeah, yeah. But parking, like driving to the no, arena no, All that, sucks. none of that's fun. None of that's fun at all. None of that's fun. You the gotta get there so early. Like, it's not even yeah. worth it. It's so bad. The best experience I ever had with a live sports, uh, um, like, attendance or whatever was the Pittsburgh Steelers game against the Colts. Um, it was in Pittsburgh. And we parked off like it was some random parking gar- parking lot um in like more one of like the business di- districts i guess uh cuz like it was dead right and yeah. you hop you hop on a train uh, like a super short train and you get off you're like literally right there um and then you're at the game and when you leave same thing just go in the other direction you get off the train and it's like wow like the typical stadium traffic that you're dealing with to like leave you know that's just like that that hour long weight that you have just to get on the interstate to go back home like that just didn't exist right yeah not 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 quite four minute walk from from stadium to hotel room that's that's pretty uh that's pretty goat status right there yeah no it was it was so awesome to be like oh we're just gonna be in the uh in the hotel room uh like so quick and they also it was like a we got a uh it was a bobblehead night. It was also, um, they were giving away like uh, these tie-dye jerseys. Now, our ticket didn't allow us to get the tie-dye jersey, but I got a, it was funny, I got a bobblehead from someone that's no longer on the team. Uh, oh, really? But, you know, I mean, it's unfortunate. I think it was just the timing <laughs> of the thing. I was like, well, yeah. it is what it is, you know? Yeah, yeah, it is what it is. It is what no. it is. Uh, and so then we just, we drove back on Thursday. Uh, there was going to be a big rainstorm coming up. And I sort of misread the uh, the Doppler because I decided to leave. Originally, the goal was, or the plan was, we were going to leave Boston like 7.30. Right when the, because it was like a four-game uh, road trip for the Royals in Boston. I was like, all right, I'll leave when the game starts, like 30 minutes after the game starts, so that traffic is a little bit less. Okay. But then I was like, well, there's going to be this big rainstorm. Why don't we leave early? And so uh, we decided to leave Boston at like 2.30. The issue there, though, is the rainstorm was coming, like, northbound uh, from the south. And so it was just like, oh, I just decided to drive into this then. Right, Uh, right. So it wasn't the smartest decision, I'll say, but it was, uh, you know, it was like driving home at points. It was in pouring rain and, uh, you know, you, you, you made the most, uh, you, you did the best with what you, what you could. Everyone just driving pretty slowly. Uh, but you know, four or five hours in sort of, you know, slow moving traffic in the rain you know what that's like. It's not a fun experience, and you're pretty like exhausted by the end. Um, and so, you know, thankfully though, we got home at around seven thirty, as opposed to leaving Boston at seven thirty. Right. So yeah. that's that. It's night and day. Just to be like, oh, thank gosh, we're home. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, uh, that's really it. I mean, uh, shouldn't be going to Boston for a little bit. I think the next time they may want me in Boston is uh like late september but we'll see if i go 
We'll see if I go. Okay. Because, you know, if I go, you know, if Carolyn wants to come, then we'll drive. And I just got to figure out the right time to drive. Because, uh, you know, it might just be another one of those Sunday drives where we stop by at my friend's place again just to see them. Um, yeah. And then uh, and then we head into Boston. Uh, but, you know, we'll see. That's, that's really it for us, though. Yeah. Nice. Have you seen Oppenheimer or Barbie? Oh, actually, Lane and I saw Barbie last week. I uh, haven't seen Barbie? Oppenheimer. Barbie was much better than I was expecting. Like, well, I don't want to say it was much better. I was expecting good things from it. Um, I guess the thing is I didn't know what to expect from it. I had no clue what the plot was. I didn't know anything about this movie going into it. I forgot what the trailer. I forgot the trailer. I rewatched the trailer, at least part of it, before we left. But, like, it still didn't really give me much to go off of. But I really did enjoy it. Um, and the decision to see Barbie was actually kind of just made for us. We I'm trying to remember what day it was. Was it like Friday? It may have been last Friday that we went. And like we wanted to see a movie, but we didn't know what to see. And the the real issue is just trying to find a good time to go. And we typically just want to get Gordon to bet ourselves because it's a lot. He he just he'll give other people a hard time. He always tries to play people. He's trying always trying to play grandma or grandpa if they're if they're around. So, um, like, <laughs> um, so yeah. Anyway, we we put Gordon to bed, and I t- I made the mistake of telling him that we were going to be going out for a little bit, and he just like f- he was having a meltdown, which was um, really annoying. Um, but we did finally leave. <laughs> he, he he did go down to to uh, to grandma's room, and then she went back upstairs with him and he fell asleep not long after that is, was my understanding uh so next time i'm 100 percent lying to him not telling many yeah. uh, lying or just not saying anything um but he uh we so yeah we we went to the theater and the reason that we chose uh barbie was um one based off of the runtime whereas we so we want to see i want to see mission impossible i also want to see oppenheimer both those movies are are close to if not three hours so oppenheimer's over three hours um mission impossible is like two hours 45 but you factor in uh trailers plus commute time which isn't too much but you're talking over a three-hour commitment right and with gordon's you know going to bed at like what was like 7 30 we were trying to do a show time at around 8 8 30 um 8 30 was the time that we chose and that ended up being better for us anyway um and then on top of all that, the there were just no like seat options for <laughs> the other movies. And so we yeah. ultimately saw Barbie and um and it was much shorter, but we still got home after like eleven PM. So uh, which is, you know, kinda late for us. But sure. yeah, really, really, really did enjoy it. Um it's for my first time to the movies since your wedding, also. Um I'm again blanking on what we actually did see that trip, but um yeah, that was that was the last time we we went to the movies. Have you seen either? Yeah, not yet. I'm scheduled to see Oppenheimer on Tuesday. Okay, Tuesday. Are you seeing it in IMAX? So here's the frustrating thing about that. Um, there is the largest uh, IMAX theater in North America, like a mile from my home, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the frustrating thing though is the times for that theater for Oppenheimer have essentially been sold out the entire sh- like runtime. Uh, seventy wow. millimeter true IMAX. Uh, 
the 10 o'clock show, the 2 o'clock show, the 6 o'clock show, the um, the 10 o'clock show. Mind you, this is a three-hour movie, right? And yeah. so I'm not seeing it at 10. Uh, there's just no way. Uh, that, that would like just mortgage days and days and days afterwards. So, so definitely not doing that. Um, and But we end up finding like a LIMAX uh, so it's like a smaller screen on Tuesday somewhere else in the city. So, and it's like yeah. at, it's at six o'clock. So, it's like doable. I'm gonna catch up with a friend. We're gonna see it together. She's a she's a friend that I usually see all the movies with. I have like many 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 uh, Google Sheet uh, entries of like all the movies we've seen. I've been slowly translating all that into the app Letterbox because I heard Sean Fennessy does it. I'm like really into the big picture right now. And so I'm just like trying to basically try to catalog every movie I've ever seen. I was like, um, slow nice. going, but it's a, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to see Oppenheimer, uh, was, you know, on Tuesday then, uh, trying to see Barbie at some point. I just started watching Guardians of the Galaxy 3 on Disney Plus. Yeah. Uh, I've had to pause it. Um, also weirdly because, uh, not spoiler alert, but like, you know, some of the scenes are like a little rough to watch when it's like, basically it seems like it's like animal torture porn. Oh, um, really? Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Go, so, I mean, not that it's going to ruin it for you, but, um, I'm like, almost like 30 minutes into it. So there's really no spoilers, but they go into Rocket's, uh, backstory. I see. Uh, I see. I and, like how he's crazy. Right, right, right. But Rocket also looks like our dog Oliver. And it's like, well, I don't really want to see this. Okay. I see. And so, it's, uh, I'll watch it. I'll finish it. Um, I also, you know, like you, I have a little bit of Marvel fatigue. Um, like, I tried watching that Nick Fury show. I'm just like, I can't do it. I haven't even and tried. So, yeah, I mean, you're, you're not missing much. I think that's, you know, we, we talk, I think we talked about it briefly before, but the this writer strike and actor strike is kind of nice because for the first time in years, you get a chance to catch up on shows. And uh, last year alone, they said there were over 500 scripted series of content that got launched. And like, wow. even if it was your full-time job, you wouldn't be able to watch everything. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so now that like, there's really no end in sight and like, you know, the, the big writing, uh, the big news this week has been like, oh, Suits is like the most watched thing ever. It's like, all right, if that's <laughs> where we are right now. Yeah, because I think uh, like Netflix is like licensing all this stuff. Like Insecure, uh, Easter see. Race Insecure is right. on Netflix right now. If you haven't watched that, one hundred percent would say to watch that. Yeah. Uh, super awesome show. But like, if we're just like re replaying the hits, they're like, all right, gives gives us a chance. You're like, hey, you remember that show that we talked about that we never finished or whatever? Like, you're not com- your time's not competing with anything. You know, like you can finish Succession. You can finish, you know, all these other shows. And so I'm, I don't hate it. Yeah. So I, Lane and I were talking about this a little bit last night, just like the writer's strike in general and where we think things, well, I'm not necessarily like trying to predict where we think things go with it, but um, just like the whole thing in general, like I, you know, you listen to podcasts and hear um, discussions about it and why it's happening and all that other fun stuff. And I had heard a story on the daily, um, I guess, early into the writer's strike. And they were discussing 
some of the complexity, some of the issues. Like you, they don't they don't make TV the way they used to. Like if you got a job working on, and it's it's you know it's friend. Like if you got a if you got a job working on Friends, for instance, like you were set, you were good, um, you had job security, you were going to continue to write for that show. You didn't need like another writing gig because you were just constantly writing out writing for friends if you were worked on the set design and all like all that other stuff like you were good but nowadays the way they make tv is uh is quite different like it, people are all making like 10 episode series um or seasons of series and they churn them out much quicker so they're not like airing over the course of you know, they're not filming and airing over the course of like seven months like they would for TV shows back in the day. It's like, oh, we're just going to dump all 10 episodes at once. So right. they shoot over the course of a month um, and then like that's it. So now you got to go find another job because there's also no guarantees that that show's coming back or if it does anytime soon. So um, and then with like – I I'm sure many people know like the Scarlett Johansson lawsuit with uh, against yeah. Disney when the uh, Black Widow movie came out because they released like she had she had a, um, she was supposed to I guess earn some of the box office earnings I think she was a producer or something for the for the movie and they ended up like simultaneously re- releasing the movie or releasing the movie on Disney Plus like really close to the theater release I can't remember if it was the same time or if it was like a slight delay but it it, it she didn't have anything in her contract getting her money for um for the Disney Plus release. And so the lack of money that that writers and, and others are earning for for streaming um is a bit ridiculous. But then you also consider the fact that these shows are so overproduced, they cost so much money. I'm not sure any of these networks are actually making money off the streaming networks or their streaming services. Like do you think like yeah you have like Disney uh, and and Netflix and such, but like also, but like and, and HBO, but like what about Paramount Plus or um, at, at least before they they merged with um, with HBO and they're now Max um, Discovery Plus, CNN whatever their thing was called got launched and canceled on the same day. Like most of these yeah. networks, I'm not really sure how much value there truly is in them, and I wonder if you you know should people have just gone the Sony route and just continued to license. You know, that's a great question. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if people are making money. I just know that when streaming services promise like all this content, no ads, and then they start mm-hmm. doing like ad tiers, it's like, oh, yeah, you you can't. You're not making this work. Uh, yeah, I was promised no ads. Yeah, and now every tier is more expensive, and it's just like, so what are they doing? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, that was actually the other part I forgot. So, um, one service that I, the the only reason I got this one was because it came with Xfinity. It came with, with my Comcast, uh, internet. Um, and what's, what's the name of that one? What's the name of NBC's? Um, it's not, it's not Paramount. Sorry. So yeah, Peacock, Peacock. That's right. So Peacock had, um, two tiers. They either had the like it, they kind of did the Hulu model, which um, you know Hulu also notorious for having like the premium version, but there's still ads on that. But I remember yeah. back when it launched, like way back in the day, it was advertised that you know this is kind of for life. You're gonna get the no ad version, and you're you would never see an ad if if you pay like that extra two bucks a month. Um, that obviously isn't the case anymore. Anyway, um, that was proven to be a lie, <laughs> massive lie. 
So, um, yeah, with Peacock, we got it for free with our serv- with our Xfinity um, service. I actually only just recently found out that in the past, there was a time where if you had Xfinity, you would get Peacock, the Atlas version, for free. But they changed it and they made it, you get the ad, the version with ads for free. And the only reason we were even remotely interested is because Lena is an office addict and she... Um, she watches the office all the time. Like she comes home and has nothing to watch. Um, she'll just throw in the office. And, yeah, and I think, Carol, you know, they can watch the office forever. Yeah. Forever. Uh, she literally doesn't even need to like watch it. She knows what's happening on screen based off right. the dialogue alone. And so, um, yeah, with when, when Peacock launched initially, the office stayed with Netflix, but after a period of time, they pulled it and it was Peacock exclusive. And that largely coincided with the time that we got Peacock. Um, and so she was watching it. And then, uh, about a month or two ago, we found out that they're no longer going to be giving Peacock for free at all to the Xfinity customers. And so if you want to watch Peacock, you got to pay that like seven bucks or whatever it is a month. And, um, it's not worth it. (laughs) It's just not worth it. No, it's not. Um, like, I don't know what content is on Peacock, right? Like there, there are certain networks that have content where I'm like, okay, yeah, I want I want to see that, like Netflix. Obviously, like they're they're the you know they're the OG. They got tons of content. So um, even even like Amazon Prime, I'm generally not like super like if if it wasn't for the fact that I had um, Amazon Prime, I probably wouldn't really be interested in any of the Prime Prime shows. But there are a couple that I like to watch. Uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is one of them. We're actually finishing sure. up the last season now. Um, okay. I also enjoy. Um, Shoot, what's the uh, the Grand Tour, the like the Top oh, Gear you kind that? of spinoff? I do, yeah. It's very different than Top Gear. It's not quite the same, um, but I still do. I still do enjoy it. It's they're you know they just released a new episode not too long ago, but they literally do like a new episode once a year, or maybe even like less often than that. Um, and then uh, and then what's the last one? Uh, HBO Max. That's like yeah. That's not the last one, but like they have great content. Um, Disney Plus, I guess um, the 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 great value in it is that you know you uh, uh, you several of your friends and I are doing it at a largely discounted rate. Oh, dude, it costs <laughs> us like eight dollars a year. Like that yeah, is one ridiculous. of my that is one of my more uh, proud like <laughs> deals in terms of, and we don't have to get into the math of it here, but just yeah. the way that we've stacked it so that the annual is like yeah, it's. Subway sandwich costs more than the annual for this thing. Like, especially yeah. with like, people who have kids, like it, yeah, it's yeah. a it's a no. It's, that's the best. That's the best part about it. Um, they have they have they have solid content. I don't really like the lack of kind of quote unquote adult content, and I really mean like rated R material. They do have that actually in their overseas offerings of Disney Plus, whereas in the uh, the U.S. version, it's like PG thirteen and and below. But uh, like okay. you said, it's still great. Like I I watched Die Hard in um I can't remember which country I was in, but I watched Die Hard um like a year or so ago in whatever country I was visiting and uh that was on Disney Plus which was which was like really interesting um and um and then Apple TV has some really good has some really good shows um the uh the Apple morning TV shows for one sure. and Severance yeah. Severance is is like my my favorite show that I've oh, seen Oh Severance is while. amazing that's like, like one of the shows that you're like oh, okay this uh 
you're, you're, you are sad about the writer's strike because like yeah. that that show is so novel and the really and the is. cliffhanger ending is like we're 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 waiting everyone's still yeah. waiting. Yep, yep. So that one is great, and I cannot wait for Severance to come back. Um, but other than that, I don't know. Like, I first of all, I hate having to pay for all these different services, and they're all like, oh, it's exclusive content, right? So you, if you choose to just go the cable route, you're still not getting everything. You could have, um, I guess HBO you're, you're going to get, right? But like you're going to miss out on Apple TV. That's like its own standalone thing. If you have access to the Viacom channels for whatever, for, for instance, and I don't know what their version of like what, what Viacom's thing is. If there's, there's this Paramount Plus or whatever it is. Um, but you, you don't get that content unless you subscribe to that mm. specific service, even though you pay for access to their network channels through oh, cable. Of course. You don't get access to that, and if like there's something that you want to watch, I don't really know what there possibly would be because they don't have very many many exclusives. But I guess that's part of the problem. Like if you're already paying for cable, why would I pay for that? And um, I don't know. It's just it's just too much. It's too much. Uh, too many different things, and I'm not really sure what's actually worth it beyond like the few that I've kind of been in involved with in for uh, been involved with for a long period of time. But like, let's say I wasn't even marveled out. If I was really interested in Disney plus and I was, and I wasn't doing it with like a group, I probably would have just gotten Disney plus for like a month or two and then just canceled it. Um, I don't think I would have gone with it the way I do Netflix. Like we just keep paying Netflix. We've been doing it for like over a decade at this point, but Disney plus, I probably wouldn't have done it like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you on that. I think the, we're probably very much in the same boat of like, yeah, we wouldn't do it if there was nobody else doing it with us. And yeah. the fact that there's people that are willing to do it with us is like a big thing. Uh, and so it's like, all right, if that's the case, then we're still here for it. Uh, but if there ever comes a point where it's like, you know what, this is not worth it anymore, then totally, uh, totally hear you. And then maybe we, uh, maybe that's when we cancel it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, let's, uh, should we get, should we get out of here? Yeah, I think so. All right, cool. Well, I'm Reza. I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see everyone next week.